I love those ESPN stats. They're like, LeBron James is the best player on Wednesdays ever. It's like, who fucking cares? It's like Connor wrote it for Christ's sake. <laughs> okay, all right. Cause we way too high for you. Tripping like we got too much on. But they got love for us. Cause we stay in all night long. Yo, we walk in the club. You better believe we know what's up. Got these girls in little trips. Throwing bands and then the dance. Three, two. One. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back to another rendition of the Bros and the Berg podcast. I don't know what Big Daddy Berg is laughing at over there, but he, he I hope that count. countdown makes it in the podcast. It better. I'm uh, no Connor wouldn't do me dirty like that. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I never. Would. I think you would. Uh, well, anyways, we thank you for joining us for another uh, whatever video recording spotify this is going to be i've actually absolutely butchered the opening to this um if you still stuck around through all that please like and subscribe i mean that's really all i got for you we got another hour hour 15 podcast coming at you hot got college football i don't know nba nfl is right around the corner women's world cup shit in the bed you know everything that you want to hear it's on this podcast with a great draft at the end um, and this podcast is going to officially be the funeral of the Pac-12 conference. It's dead. It's done. It's over. Um, everyone pay your respects to one of the, you know, the original Power 5 conferences in college football. We're going to see a lot of changing in what conferences are the strongest. But the, the Pac-12 is dead, guys. It's done. It's over. And we're, and, and we're going to have an actual five-second moment of silence starting now. Thank you for joining again. Uh, yeah, so the Pac-12 after dark memes are no more. I'm really upset about that. That actually, yeah. actually was probably my favorite part of the Pac-12. Which is the, the, fact, the fact that I can't be drunk on a Saturday night, come home, and stay up till one in the morning watch, watching Washington State and Oregon State play in a shootout that doesn't matter is probably the worst news that I've heard in a really long time. <laughs> Actually, like legitimately one of the most upsetting things I've ever heard. And I, I really am sad about that. No, because that actually just struck a chord with me. There are multiple times we've come home from the bar at 1.30 yep. a.m. Central Time, and there's just an absolutely brutal, like, 10 to 7 slugfest going on out. But <laughs> out it's it's going to be like 10 to 7 with, like, five minutes left, and then the game somehow ends, like, 31 to 27. You're like, what What the fuck just happened? Yeah. Like, you, like, it just doesn't make any sense. So <laughs> that's sad. I'm going to miss some of the matchups. Obviously, they already lost USC and UCLA, two of the staples of the conference. And you knew Washington Oregon had been looking to jump ship for a while, and as soon as that happened, done. Conference over. You gotta, so, uh, feel, for, you gotta feel bad for the Beavers, you know, and the Cougs. State. You know, those those are some loyal fan base. I mean, you got mm-hmm. the the Washington State flag that makes the trip to every home game, or to excuse me, to every game day. They're, they're just leaving them out in the fucking cold. That's- I would love to see Oregon State win the Pac-12 this year. They have DJU. I think they're one of those like sleeper teams people are talking about. For them to go out and win the conference this year is the biggest fuck you to everyone leaving would yep. be awesome. And now we're now all Oregon State fans. Agreed. Agreed. I, there are no future, future bet. They're OSU and I'm and they're orange. I have bad eyes, sure. so I don't really discern. <laughs> yeah, we're in. 
So for uh, for those of you that don't know what they're talking about, I apologize for the past five minutes. <laughs> but uh, after the <laughs> after the announcement of uh, Colorado leaving the Pac-12, the other schools of the Four Corners have decided to join that effort to go to the Big 12, uh, being Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State will join Colorado in 2024 as a part of the Big 12, uh, leaving only four teams in the uh, Pac-12 between um, Cal, Stanford, Washington State, and Oregon State reportedly. Um, also, ACC leaders are set to begin exploratory discussions to the potential additions of Cal and Stanford to the conference. Um, and I just saw something else that is another update. Apparently, SMU is also a leading favorite in being a part of the ACC expansion. Kind uh, of, kind of a weird. I, I don't think I would have expected Cal and Stanford to go to the ACC of all the conferences. No, and I feel like it makes more sense for them to merge with the Mountain West. But like, I don't think Cal or Stanford would ever do it. But like geographically, no. that's what makes sense. Um, yeah, too, the, the question need to do that. For sure. And the, but the question is, too, obviously, Cal and Stanford, you know, basketball, football, especially recently, hasn't been great, but they're known for their Olympic sports. And they're both really mm -hmm. solid in some of those non revenue generating sports. And the mm -hmm. question is where they play those because a lot of the conferences don't have all of those sports. Right. Um, so I think that'll be the big question for them moving forward is what they do. But it's also a case of like the same reason that Vanderbilt is in the SEC. I mean, Cal and Stanford's like their academics hey. and, and the well, I mean, you know what I mean. But like the Cal and Stanford's academics like pull them up drastically because they're such high high institutions. I mean, Cal and Stanford would be a great like culture fit for mm -hmm. the ACC when you think about schools like Duke, Wake, Virginia, like really well regarded academic institutions that play in the ACC. Mm -hmm. um, I think that makes sense from that standpoint, but. I mean, you're going to make them fly across the country for every single game. That's what every other conference is doing now. I guess. I, mean, I guess. <laughs> all right. So, so with with all this happening, I believe in 2024, right? So you'll have all these new matchups. This year, we'll have a ton of bad bad blood. I'm expecting like an all time high in fights and rivalry yes, games. Yeah, I, they're, Hell they're, yeah! It's going to get nasty. I'm here for it. But I was talking with my dad uh, the other day, talking about some of these new matchups that are going to come in interconference matchups. I think my favorite one is coming out of the Big 12. You want to know who those two teams are that might play, depending on scheduling, but they'll eventually play in the Big 12 together. You know what that matchup uh, Arizona is? State and Texas Tech. That one is great for a completely <laughs> different that's reason. A, that's, that's, that's a, a good really challenge. good one. I need to go to that one. I'm putting that on my calendar. <laughs> yeah. Mine was BYU-West Virginia. <laughs> the Mormons rolling into fucking Morgantown? <laughs> What the fuck is going on out here? <laughs> They're not going to know what to yes. do with. The Nears are going to try to go to a football game and be like, where's the fucking booze? Oh, God, no. West Virginia BYU is going to have so few West Virginia fans. It's not even going to be funny. Either that or there's going to be a plane crash because so many of them snuck beer into their suitcases. And like, there's going to be too much weight that the plane actually crashes coming into Salt Lake City and they can't even get to the game. Like, Those are the two options. Uh, they're going to agree on politics and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Actually, It's a very good point. <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> Uh, BYU and Utah getting reunited though, so there, there's there's that I, I guess quote unquote rivalry. I don't know if you know. Yeah, it, it's a rivalry for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, I'm trying to think God, like what Pac-12 matchup I'm gonna miss the most. Love a good USC or I guess they're gonna be still be together. So actually, I'm not missing that one. Yeah. Oregon State, Oregon Civil War always gets a little crazy. Corvallis is a scary place to play, no matter when it is. Yeah. Um, that's gonna be sad because I'm guessing they won't continue that. The Apple Cup, even though it's been pretty one sided between Washington and Washington State, 
Now we're just losing some good rivalries, man, and it's sad. So uh, adding to this, gentlemen, because because I had kind of forgotten about this un- until this past week, and, and when I went back and started researching some of this stuff. Um, so people forget that last year the CFP restructured how the playoff is going to be in 2024. Uh, so when all these teams are are going to the Big 12, um, and a lot of it obviously was involved with the conference champions, Pac-12 being included as like it's 12 teams, and the conference champions kind of get an automatic bid. What they they now have to completely redo that structure. Like... <laughs> yes, <laughs> they now have to completely redo that structure uh, in 2024. So I mean, obviously the CFP might look a lot different when when they revitalize it again this year. Um, can we talk about when are we going to change fucking conference names? Like I'm not like the Big Ten I, being the Big yeah. Ten with 12 teams was okay. <laughs> 16 is not okay. Like you gotta you gotta do something. I I saw I saw a tweet the other the other day. It was like you. If somebody else names a conference after the amount of numbers they have, they're the biggest idiots to ever walk yeah, the face yeah. of the earth. <laughs> like, I, I, well, I mean, I don't know what you call the Big Ten. You can't really name it geographically. Right. Um, yeah. It's also not the Southeastern Conference, really. I mean, you got A&M. I mean, that's closer than obviously like the Big 12. Mizzou. The Big 10, I, I'd right? say like, Mizzou yeah. is the only one that probably isn't Southeastern. Right. But like, um, that's not super accurate. ACC when Stanford joined, sick the Atlantic. <laughs> I mean, you're, you already have Louisville in there. They're not touching a damn ocean for hundreds of miles. <laughs> My dad's uh, favorite labeling, uh, which, which I actually really, really like this too, of the Big 12 is the Hateful Eight and the Grateful Eight. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's great. I like that. I, like that. I know, exactly. So there you go. there's the new Big 12 name. So are these, are these like 16-team conferences? Are they going to go to two – conferences of eight are they going to do like four by four like, you're, you're going to do it in like a pod do? system the big think, 12 right? is, yeah. is doing a pod system yeah so how so what makes sense for the big 12 nothing there, the one team is going to have to be hung out to dry like that's just how how it's going to be i mean if you're going to group them geographically you have the four west coast teams and the next furthest west team is nebraska i was talking about big 12 but yeah sure oh sorry See this the fucking numbers, Mason. I can't. I can't keep them straight. I, it's like far west. You got the Utahs and Arizona, right? That just makes sense. Just stick them. Yep, yep. Stick them out there, right? And Colorado is kind of like the fuck you do with us. So it's like Colorado, they, Oklahoma, the Utahs, well, Colorado, Kansas State, Kansas, and Iowa State. Maybe oh like, yeah, you're right. Probably right, right yeah. up there. Yeah, and then you bring Oklahoma. Oh, fuck, what do you do with? Yeah, Texas it's Tech? weird because you have Baylor. And <laughs> no, you do the, you have, you have, I know you have four in Texas. Yeah, it doesn't now, work. You have Houston yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Issue. it doesn't work. It's just like the fuck you do with us. Oh, stop! <laughs> Don't put us in Cincinnati conference, please. Cincinnati, Cincinnati, oh, yeah. Oklahoma State, and West Virginia. <laughs> I'm gonna vomit. Please no. That would be um, some wild games. <laughs> you might you might be able to do like Iowa State, Cincinnati, West Virginia, UCF, yeah. and then Oklahoma yeah. State, and with like Kansas, Kansas State, Colorado. Regardless of how this all works out, someone's pissed. One team is getting left out. Pissed. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, not... it's cool to actually West Virginia and Cincinnati being together again is cool because they used to have a little rivalry going in the old Big East. Um, they're pretty close together, so that's a that's a good rivalry coming back. Yeah. Yep. So obviously, uh, a lot of speculation. Uh, we will wait to hear from the conferences and what they're going to do because obviously these are kind of turning in, into super conferences, and obviously the CFP has to be restructured. So there's a lot in the future that we're going to be hearing from college I, football. I mean, they're going to have to release some of these schedules and the conference aligned so early yeah. because the they, SC, the SEC already released this for 2024. That's right, nuts. but the logistics that are going to have to come from this are like get planned months in advance yeah so like it's they're gonna as soon as they have any idea what's going on they're gonna have to release some of this shit 
So, I mean, yeah. I feel like if you're the ACC, you almost feel like you have to get to 16 teams now. So you have these yeah. three major 16 – actually, four. You have four major 16-team conferences. You essentially kill the Pac-12, and then you have Big Ten, Big 12, SEC, ACC. I, I really thought the Big 12 was going to roll over. I don't know how this happened. Call an ambulance, <sighs> but not for me. Yeah, I'm saying we're going to be moving on here to the NFL. We're going to stick with some football, but we are going over to the National Football League. Gentlemen, the official over under win totals in terms of all the sports books and all that stuff have officially been dropped. Uh, I'm, I'm just I'm not going to read you every single one because there's a there's a lot of teams, but I'm going to read you some of the, the noteworthy ones. So I'm going to read you the top three teams. Uh, they're all tied for the, the quote unquote, mo- the highest line. Uh, these lines are 11 and a half. All three of these teams have a line of 11 and a half over under wins. The Cincinnati Bengals, the Kansas Chiefs, and the Philadelphia Eagles all have a line of 11 and a half wins on the season. The, the Chiefs feels like a lock, doesn't it? Like that that feels low. Who, I really think the who's Chiefs gonna, who's going to beat them in their like fucking division? They're, they're, they're losing six games this year. Yeah, just no, no chance unless Patrick Mahomes tears an ACL. Like just there's just no way. Um, at, at the bottom of the list is Ryan's uh, proclaimed winless team this season at. Four and a half wins. Uh, as, it as line. Uh, you you <laughs> heard it here first. It's free money. Apparently it is. Um, so one that's kind of. I'm trying to look at the the biggest difference in terms of uh, this past year. So the Cleveland Browns are one of them. Their line is nine and a half. Where last year they only had seven wins. So it's a nine and a half. You get Deshaun one. for the full year. Yeah, exactly. Um, so another one that's kind of interesting. Really low because they had 13 wins last year. The Minnesota Vikings line is at eight and a half. Really. Hmm. I just look at the Chiefs' schedule. They they go nine and zero. They don't run into anybody until they run into the Eagles, like in Week Ten. They 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 have Lions, Jags, Bears, Jets, Vikings, Broncos, Chargers, Broncos, Dolphins, Eagles. Don't disrespect the Lions like that. Come on now. I I actually really think that for some reason the Chiefs are going to lose to the Lions week one. Like I saw that that was the schedule, yeah. and like the NFL scriptwriters are fucking typing that shit up so fast. Like yeah, we got this one cooked up, boys. But um, yeah, well, Connor, what are the Bucks at? Because I think they're another one that you know obviously were a better team last year, lost Tom Brady, and so and their quarterback competition doesn't look great. If you've seen any of the highlights of Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask, I'm, I'm guessing six and a half, seven yeah. and a half, right? And there. it's the under. Six and a half. Ryan was right yeah. on, on the money right there. And, wow. and it's the under. I, I think they win four games this year. God, the NFC South is so ass. Hey. It's so bad. The Panthers are going to win the division. Y'all ever see that Corgi that like does the thing where he like hits the ball into the buckets and like yeah. down the yeah, stairs? Yeah. He, picked up, he had the Panthers winning the division, so lock it in. Uh, Corgi like has it. spoken. <laughs> Uh, and then the last one I want to mention here, just because there's the biggest disparity, the Chicago Bears had three wins last season. Their new line is seven and a half. The Justin Field hype is real. I, I think they go 500. I could I could feasibly see that because that division is okay. Like there's no really good team in the division, right? Hmm. I mean, you expect the Vikings to kind of repeat. The Lions right? are going to be the pretty Lions. good. The Packers depends on how much you believe in Jordan Love, which I, I, don't, I don't think any of us do. Yeah, right. I I think Ryan thinks the Packers are going to win like three games. By the way, he's been talking about them the past few weeks. Packers are deep and distant fourth in that division. I would agree. There's no yeah. talent on that team right now. It's no Jair talent. Alexander and a bunch of bumps. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> what's the running back's name? Uh, Alex Jones. Oh, he, he, he he Aaron, Aaron Jones. Yes. Aaron Jones. Yeah, he's kind of washed. I forgot he's still there. 
AJ Dillon, he's got. I mean, he's got some big old thighs. But other than that, I mean, it's pause. Hey, no. he does. Oh. Have you never seen this? It's like Kyle Lowry's got like a big ass. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, <laughs> moving on to the next headline we have. Glad we got the sales part of the podcast out of the way early. Huh? <laughs> Anyways. Huh? Uh, we actually, funnily enough, have had one um, NFL game played. Uh, I, I was making quotation marks there because we had a preseason game, the Hall of Fame game between the Jets and the Browns, uh, in which the Jets lost 21-16. to Not much of note here, to be honest. Zach Wilson I, threw five passes the entire game. Um, and, he, hey, you know, things happen. How many did he complete? Three out of five, I believe. Was, uh, they, that's over 50%, baby. We'll take that all day. You know, you know who had a really bad week? Go ahead. A man, Chris Strievler. Who? Do you know who Chris oh? Strievler is? Yeah, W H Omega Lol. Um, <laughs> he he was the fourth string quarterback for the New York Jets. Yeah, how bad uh-huh. he had to be to be the fourth string quarterback. He came in. So, so he's behind Rodgers, Zach Wilson. Is Flacco still there? Tim Boyle. No. Tim Boyle. Oh, where, where's Mike White? Nah. He's not there anymore. Nah, he's down in. Uh, I thought he was down in Miami. Now that goes kind of hard. <laughs> Mike White's going to have have himself a time down there. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Strievler was one for seven for nine yards and a pick against ye old Browns. And then he, uh, he, he suffered a thumb injury in, when he got picked off. And so he immediately oh, got cut. Um, I mean, going one for nine, I think would have got him cut anyways. But yeah, because like the down. four stringers. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a tough scene. Mike White is indeed in Miami, so good call there, Ryan. Yes. That's, uh, Who, who's uh, who's I can't, rem- I can't remember Adam Jones's name, but like I can remember Mike White. Went to Aaron the- Jones. You still didn't get it right. You still didn't get it right. <laughs> Ryan has left the pod yet. Oh, uh, what an idiot. I can't. I fucking- who's, who's on Hard Knocks this year? You guys know? Any idea? Um, it's the Jets. Oh, it's the Jets. Hell yeah. yeah. I, watched, Jets. I would yeah. watch the shit out of that. <laughs> Uh, can we have weekly reactions? Can we want to have weekly reactions to Hard Knocks? Just see what weird shit Aaron Rodgers is up to. Go kind of hard. They're catching yeah. that man doing perks in the locker room. That's the entire goal of the. How many um, times are you going to refer Aaron Rodgers as Perk Thirty Perk Rodgers? Listen, we're, we don't have that many jokes, Connor. We just run with what we got. Um, <laughs> it, it's I have hysterical. A, I have a good line for you guys. Um, I'm gonna go over under 25 and a half seconds of Aaron Rodgers' pigs live on Hard Knocks. Under. Is that, is that is that line just for the uh, first episode? Because I mean, I'm no, hammering whole, the whole, over. whole series. Is it over? <laughs> okay, all right. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> I really hope it's the over. What? <laughs> Yo, pause. this is a weird podcast. Uh, we're we're going to move on into some other NFL headlines here. Uh, the New Orleans Saints are expected to sign Kareem Hunt to add to the backfield of Alvin Kamara and Jamal Williams. Uh, for those of you that forgot, Alvin Kamara is set to serve a three-game suspension. But if uh, Kareem, Hunt, Kareem Hunt does join that backfield, that's a, a crazy trio of Jamal Williams, Kareem Hunt, and Stay Alan the Kamara. hell away. He needs to stay away. So when Kamara comes back from suspension, he can ball out. And so, they yeah, also I'm, have... Um, Kendra Miller, who they drafted as well, who's looking pretty solid in camp. Yeah, the rookie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, so moving on to the, to the next thing here. The shout out to you, Jude. One of my buddies named Jude is a big Lions fan. Teddy Bridgewater has signed with the Detroit Lions. I think that's a great backup quarterback signing. Bridgewater's always been a good backup quarterback. So Teddy two gloves, man. Can't can't hate him. You know, he gave <laughs> yeah, the Panthers like nine like really average games. Yeah, he does. 
He just yeah, it looks a little goofy with the two, but you know, if it works, it works, I guess. Um, yeah, he was, was doing that at the tail end of his career, hucking <laughs> balls like 15 yards downfield, looking in pain every time he did it. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater was the quarterback before Baker Mayfield. That I thought was going to lead the Panthers to the promised land. So I still have fond memories of the hopium from that. I mean, um, that wow, you know, there's no there's no shot you were actually on that bandwagon. I mean, I mean, you know, he's coming off the bad injury in in Minnesota. He's a pretty good quarterback before that. You know, maybe he rekindles the magic. I don't know. Well, at wow. least I'll have to watch Dak Prescott tr- trick out there every season, knowing I'm going to lose in the first round of playoffs. Come on, dude. <laughs> hey, man. Come on. He's working on his clock management. Did, did you see the pick he threw the other day in Daniels. camp where he just like literally underthrew the receiver by five yards and like Don't the worry. dude was just standing there? Don't worry. My Eagles roommate sent it to me. Good. He said, This is what you're rolling out. I said, Go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, moving into the last, actually, this, this isn't a headline. That's all the NFL headlines. But as the listeners of the podcast know, for the past three weeks, we have been ranking uh, fantasy players depending on position. We've done quarterback, running back, wide receiver. We are now we have now gotten to the tight end. So we will be um, putting together our list of who we think is going to be the top five fantasy football tight ends by the end of the season. Gentlemen, who would like to start out? I'll do it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, wonder, I wonder who he's going to say. Um, with my first pick, I'll pick mm. Robbie Bergstone. I think Hell he's got yeah. a really good tight end. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, <laughs> Hell yeah, he's got a great um, season. Actually, before we start this, I have a hot take for you guys regarding tight ends. I'm going to fit this in right here. All right. Um, Aaron Judge would have been the best tight end of all time had he played football. He hurt Disgusting. his toe. He hurt Disgusting. his toe. Disgusting. Disgusting disrespect for to La Sugar Plum. <laughs> Can't refer to some, him as sugar some blood. guy on YouTube did not like that comment. He really uh, did not appreciate that. Yeah, um, uh, I, I don't think so. I don't think he's. I don't think he's fast enough, or like. I mean, he's big. Like, I just don't think he like runs well enough to play tight end. Right. No. Agreed. Maybe I, I did yeah. see that hot take, so I figured I'd throw that in there. You know. I, I mean, the man, the man rakes. I mean, yeah. he, he hits bombs. He's a he's a hell of a player, but uh, tight end, no. So I will I will take this one on one. Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs. Actually, no. <laughs> there, I mean, there's just there no way not. that he doesn't. There's just yeah. no way that he doesn't. Yeah. Ryan, you can go next. Uh is George Kittle healthy or is it Mark Andrews? I I think I think it's going to be Kittle this year. I think number two. Kinda, I think Kittle turns it around a little bit. He had a down year from the injuries. Um, obviously there's a ton of weapons on the 49ers offense. Maybe they actually get some consistent quarterback play this year instead of them just playing who goose the moose with whoever I, they can roll out there. Brock Purdy but, isn't going to win you a lot of games, but he's also not going to lose you a lot of games. So yeah, we have, I, they have that going for him. Indeed. I agree. Uh, I'll, I'll back you on that one. I think he might be five and maybe, maybe six, but uh, I'll, I'll give it to I, him. I don't think he finishes outside the top five. There's not, mm-hmm. there's not enough wide receiver. Like, wide receiver tight end talent that can receive the ball outside correct. of like George Kittle and the next guy who I'm going to say, which is uh, Mark Andrews. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll I, we knew, him. we knew those are going to be the three right now. Now it gets yeah. a little bit. I mean, interesting. I mean, Kittle, Kittle hasn't played a full year since he's sure. been in the league. He hasn't That's played I mean. 17 games. Yeah. He's but like, all the time. He, even if he misses four games, he's still uh top three. Yeah. I was going to say, it like, doesn't matter, <laughs> but he's also never it, had, He's also never had CMC and like Debo except for last year or the end of last year. He's never had both of them for a full season. 
I think he'll be fine. I think he's talented enough. All right. Um, so there's a few guys that, that I could pick here. Uh, one's kind of one that I know that Robbie really likes, so I'm not going to go to him. him. Uh, I could be appealing to him. I could appeal to Ryan here on one of these. I want to go for somebody that's a little bit of a hot take. or that No, this is a hot take. Not somebody that you would think of immediately. Um, but I think because of, of the team that he's on now, I think because of the quarterback situation, I'm going to go to Dalton Schultz of the Houston Texans. Rookie quarterbacks love their tight ends. And Dalton yeah. Schultz was a touchdown machine last year on the Dallas Cowboys and got, got good receiving yards, good receptions. I think CJ Stroud will look for Dalton Schultz consistently throughout the season. I think I'm he's going to disagree with you because uh, that's, not how he, that's not how CJ Stroud played in college. Yep. They didn't but, utilize tight ends at Ohio State like that. Because they had Marvin Harrison. In college Jr. anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I agreed. But I, I just, I, yeah, I, I don't see it. I like the pick. I can see where you're coming from. Um, I'm just, I, I don't think, I don't think he gets there. Damn it. I, I have a feeling I know who Ryan's going to say and it's going to hurt his soul to say it. <laughs> no, you have no idea. Oh, you have no idea. Oh, is this but, out there? but this is a, a guy that I like no bullshit actually think is going to have a, a great sophomore year. Um, he's the rest of the offense. I think is going to take a step forward with him. Um, came, came out of Penn state. Had a scary MCL ACL sprain at the end of last season, but avoided surgery. I'm going to go with my man Pat Fryermuth. I knew it. Uh, I spelled it out on the screen. <laughs> I think that man has a lot of what it takes. He's loved by the Steelers fans. He fits super well in that offense. I think he comes back with the absolute menace on the outside. That is um, my boy Pickens, right? Yes, yeah. George. Um, yeah. Yeah, George Payton nailed it. Look at you getting a name right. Proud of you, bud. <laughs> it was like, oh, my God, I'm going to say Pick and that's the quarterback. Um, but, yeah, shout out Muth. I, th- I think he, I think he he's, finishes top five. He's also a touchdown hog. Like, he is yeah. just their red zone target at all times. I, I like quarterback. that. Rookie Rookie quarterbacks, man. They rely on the tie. But I'm actually Wait. also going to agree with, with Ryan. <laughs> all right. Look at us go. I do like Pat. Muth. Robbie, I'm, I'm, it's on to you. I'm thinking. I'm thinking here. There's, you know, I think hard. there's two guys. There's two guys that I think most people would say. I'm mm-hmm. not in love with either of them. I'm not either. I think I know who you're talking about, and I don't. Love Both older guys, um, up there a little bit. I'm gonna go to a guy who's on one of the top three offenses in football. Um, has proved to be a very solid tight end threat. Uh, it's gonna be Dallas Goddard. I looked at him. I wasn't impressed. No, I I don't. You, I don't. Did you did you watch his film? Did you did you watch yes. his film? Yeah, actually, in, in, instead of working today, I watched five hours of Dallas Goddard <laughs> film. Um, I no longer have a job. <laughs> I have to do this for my podcast, boss. Yeah, you're going to be seeing a lot more content out of me. Um, yeah. But no, I, I I just think there's too, there's too much too much uh, too much talent on the Eagles. Um, I, I don't. I mean, Jalen just doesn't isn't a big check down tight end type of yep. guy. Um, you know, I just, I just don't. And fuck the Eagles. I mean, that's that's just number one. All right, that's that's the reasoning right there. Anyways, Conrad, your next pick. Um, this is one that I am not thrilled about having to make, to be honest, because I've never been a huge advocate of this guy. But I think, in the sense of where the ooh. I'm rethinking it now because I just started to think of, of other factors in this. I'm between two guys right now. All right, I'm going to do it. Okay. 
I think in terms of, of the passing game, I think that the, there's still a little to be desired. And I think this guy is going to get targeted like nobody's business, probably, which will probably end up in numerous receptions and numerous touchdowns. I think I'm going to have to go to Darren Waller on the New York Giants. The most whelming pick of all time. I agree. Like, I don't like it either. But top five tight ends, I feel like he'll probably fit in at, at that four or five. It's like my, my favorite. My favorite thing is like reading, you know, something on Sleeper ESPN. It's like, oh, uh, Darren Waller impressing in training camp. It's like, yeah, wide receiver one is Paris Campbell. Yeah, that's what like, I mean. The, the Giants have like just homeless the, dudes trying out for a dis- wide receiver. The disrespect of Sterling Shepard. You know, I keep it there. Year. Yeah. <laughs> is, is Kenny Galladay still on the team? Is he no. still on the team? No. Okay, thank God. Thank God. Talk about dead weight. It yeah. was Kenny Galladay. Um, I mean, yeah, just the amount of targets that Waller's going to get this. And I know Saquon's going to run the hell out of the ball, but Danny is good. Danny Dimes is a, is a good quarterback. We, we are big Danny Dimes guys on this podcast. But he needs some receiver, and I think Waller's going to be his only option I, to throw I, to. I, I think Waller just finishes outside the top ten, or outside the top five. Not ten. audacious. Outside the top five. Damn it. All right. I, I think you just got to go with TJ Hawkinson. He's got the man, the legend, Kirk Daddy Cousins, hucking him in rock. He finished number two in PPR after getting dealt to the Vikings in a midseason trade. Uh, He's obviously fit right in. You know, he was a bit of a touchdown hog. You might see some of the touchdowns drop off this year. Um, But I still think he has enough production and had the immediate chemistry with that team and that he's going to finish in top five in fantasy production this year. Because no. of the name, no way. We do Such not have enough guys to go to to reject him. I, I, I just think they added to that receiving room, and I think, I, I think the Vikings yeah, the are going to come back down to earth a little bit this year. Oh, I do too. Um, I, I just, I don't see it for Hawk. I think it's going to. I remember a couple years ago, everyone's like, Hawk's going to be the guy in Detroit. Like he's going to do all of these great things. He's going to be a top five tight end, and then he fucking didn't. So I have he, no faith in T.J. Hawkinson. Do no way. You just said he was not a top five tight end. In Detroit, do you remember the year that he was like going like number three? But, he, like but you said he's ends? not at top five tight end. That's not an I, accurate I'm saying he, I'm saying he's not living up to the hype that he was given. All right. Well, all right be careful. I mean, careful I, feel, I, I feel like he is top of the – close to the top of the next tier behind the, the big three, right? He is top. Yeah, correct. It, I mean, it yeah. was Waller when it's Waller sure, had a yeah. couple really good seasons, but then like it's, Hawk, I think has been pretty consistent. Waller yeah. and Hawkinson are the next two guys theoretically, right? Like and you they're just the next said two. No, you head ass. Because yeah. I don't I think also, he's going to do it. I, this I, year. I, I also said no to Waller, but you know, I, I don't yeah, think I, doing, I don't think he's going to do it. All right, hey, Rob, wait, who, who do we got? Yeah, who do we got, Rob? Is it going to be a fantasy football tight end? I want to say I want to say his name just to hear you rage about him. Like I want to say the name just it to has hear to be, but like it has to be. I'll say yes. I, I will too. Say <laughs> I don't want to say him because I think his quarterback's going to suck. I do too. Yeah, yeah. But who? What do you? Who, what, do you, what, do you what do you mean? Think. I, we have two I, spots I, left. No, we have one spot left. No, we have two because we have Kelsey Andrews and Kittle. And, no, and then Muth. Oh, Muth. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Sorry. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the guy who we, we've talked about, you know, his quarterback a lot. He had a really good end of the year last year. It's a pretty good offense all around. It's a guy that um, 
was disappointing when he was first drafted, I think to say the least. Um, has found a little bit of a resurgence here with his current new team being the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, has had just all of the athletic talent in the world. Evan Ingram. No. Connor's already shaking no. his head. That receiving room has too much talent. Ridley yeah. coming back. You have Kirk. That receiving room is too good. And Lawrence, people think means, Lawrence is going to be means, top five. That just means, Ryan, it's gonna be, uh, that just means underneath is going to be wide open, bro. Ryan thinks Trevor Lawrence is going to be the best quarterback of all time. I, I just don't. I think. have been meat riding Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, you have. Yeah, <laughs> big time. This is facts. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much talent in that receiving room for Ingram to really to be top five. I just don't see. I think it'll be good. I think he could be like seven or eight, but there's too much, too much going around. Disagree. Completely. Oh, there's, no, there's no one on this fucking list, and I'm not picking <laughs> Kyle Pitts. I'm just I, I, not I, picking I, Kyle Pitts. I'm sorry. I have, to, I have to say it. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is no, the only one. No, he's not. And you would say yes. I can't. I, I can't. You have to. Ryan, you have to. No, I don't. I'm looking, have... I'm looking at I'm looking at Fantasy Pro's rankings. Um, we are through number nine now. And we, we've not picked our, our fifth great. one yet. Um, well, it's Ryan's pick because my, my offer up is Kyle Pitts because that's the only one that I have yeah. left. I disagree just based off of principle. I just <laughs> I have no faith in him. It's not him. It's uh. What 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 y'all what y'all think about uh, Higby out in uh, Los? Angeles? I was Loki looking at Higby. <laughs> That's a meme. We're gonna, we're, we, 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 we gotta go flamed. back. We gotta <laughs> we gotta go back. Flamed. We gotta go people, back. People really like um because Ertz left and because they think that the team's gonna be so bad. People really like Trey McBride, the Arizona tight end because he was he was okay at the end of last yeah, year but, and but, there's but nobody in arizona if, if a tight end fishes in the top five and their team doesn't win a game like that just that just doesn't seem feasible connor i mean you know you're not incorrect what uh, so we, i mean we could go with a couple oh, couple of guys coming into there god oh, oh i just gotta feel a claw out of my neck <laughs> oh i'm so sorry <laughs> um, so bad. we got a couple of guys who i think are coming into their sophomore seasons um mm. I, I can't i can't pronounce one of their names to save my life i got greg dolchich or uh Okonkwo from uh, Tennessee. Okonkwo. I mean, that wide receiving room is depleted. There's just... We got Bobby not, Trees. The ghost not, of Bobby Trees. <laughs> I'm not picking anyone on the Titans. So, definitely Great not. Great No! Russ is not going to cook. He's going to cook. Never cook. He's going to cook. Dis- dis- disrespect to Cole Komet. Just got to say it. People think that people thought he was going to be top five last year. I really yeah, think we got to go back. I was, I was one of those <laughs> really thought I was going to be top five last year. <laughs> For the love of God, we're thirty nine minutes in. Yeah can, can can we like just go back and say that it's going to be Hawk and move on? Anybody? Hawk Waller for fifth spot. Thoughts? Hawk Waller. Hawk or Waller? Waller. Waller. Yes. Right. Woo! I get it. I get the. I get the last slot. All right. Good for you. I'm happy for you, Connor. Thank you so much. Uh, so we have Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, uh, Darren Waller, um, George Kittle, and Pat Fryermuth on, on our list of the top five fantasy tight ends for the end of the season. Uh, we are going to now move into MLB. We're going to be talking about some baseball. I have uh, one slash two headline for you guys. One headline here. Tampa Bay Rays all-star left-hander Shane McClanahan uh, might not pitch again this season. His uh, Rays manager, Kevin Cash, said before Tuesday night's game against the St. Louis Cardinals, 
that he will have his arm evaluated soon, but it is highly unlikely that he will pitch again this season. It's looking like it's Tommy John surgery. Uh, so obviously that sucks for Shane McClanahan. But thankfully, Tommy John is obviously not the death sentence that it used to be for pitchers. Uh, so hopefully he will recuperate. He will not play the rest of the season, but hopefully he will come back next season even stronger. Next thing, we're going to move into uh, the lines have officially been set for the AL and NL MVP odds. I'm going to read them to you real quick. Shohei Otani is currently the leading AL MVP um, candidates with a line of negative 20,000. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's going to win it. That, <laughs> that yeah, yeah. I don't uh, think there's much else to say there. Following up in the rear is Kyle Tucker at plus uh, 6,500 uh, of the Astros. And then third on the list is Corey Seager of the Texas Rangers uh, with a plus 7,500. Shout, um, shout out to Barris County, North Carolina. Uh, absolutely. Uh, in the NL, the leading candidate for MVP is Ronald Acuna Jr. with a negative 1,600 odds. Uh, can right I, can I just share with you guys a stat about Ronald Acuna? Please. So so one of those seasons that like is you know, really big mark for a player to get to is to have 40 home runs and 40 stolen bases in the same year. That 40-40 season is a really big deal. It doesn't happen very often. Ronald Acuna Jr. could theoretically get to 40 home runs and 80 stolen bases. He's actually probably more likely to hit 80 stolen bases than he is 40 home runs. Like, that's just nuts. That's a lot. Well, it wasn't good because he actually got uh, taken out of the game tonight uh, for oh, no. getting hit by a pitch. Um, allegedly, uh, x-rays came back negative, but they're still kind of monitoring the situation because he got fucking smoked. Well, the Braves did come back to beat the Pirates, by the way, Ryan. Oh, there you go. Go Braves. Uh, following on the list of NL MVP candidates, Freddie Freeman is right behind Ronald Acuna Jr. at plus 800. Uh, and then following up in third place is Mookie Betts of the Dodgers at plus uh, 4,500. So those are could your you, current... Could you imagine if Freddie Freeman was still on the Braves? That'd you be, could put Matt Olsen at DH. It'd just be, it'd be over. It'd be done. Yeah. They could pack up the season now. <laughs> you, 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 you could put me in like just left field. <laughs> it literally wouldn't matter. Wouldn't matter. <laughs> Um, so in terms almighty. of the MLB headlines, that is it. We're going to throw over to our expert uh, analyst, professor, resident, uh, sexy man, Ryan Doyle for MLB standings. Before we get into that, I just wanted to say that the um, New York Yankees manager, Aaron Boone, had an all-time great post-ejection uh, display when he got fucking tossed for the umpire just absolutely calling bullshit balls and strikes. If you have a moment, please go watch it. It is about two and a half minutes of just utter just rage coming out. Hell of this yeah. Man. It was it was really good to watch. He was drawing bring lines back, in the dirt and shit, yeah. like really giving it to the ump. Bring <laughs> back manager tantrums. We haven't seen a good one of those in a while. That needs to, that needs to make a comeback. Manager yeah. tantrums. I, I, need, I need a guy to go and grab second base and throw it into his dugout again. That's, need, that's, I, that's I what need, baseball needs. I need Bobby Cox. I, that's I what I need. Bobby I just need Cox. someone just absolutely losing their shit all the time. I can do it. Hire me. Yeah, it's really facts. that simple. I don't know how to manage a baseball game, but I'll scream at the ump. (laughs) All righty. Getting into what we are all waiting for is the August MLB standings of 2023. We're going to start out with the, again, best division in baseball. 
the American League East. Baltimore Orioles are the first team to 70 wins out there. Uh, they're 7-3 in their last 10. The Tampa Bay Rays are close behind, just two games back. Toronto Blue Jays are 64-51, seven back. Red Sox and Yankees are tied in the basement, both 12 back. Uh, Red Sox are actually 2-8 and eight in their last 10, uh, so the Yankees have made up some made up some ground on the Sox. Um but all baseball fans love seeing both those teams at the bottom of the AL East. It's it's really really fun to watch. Um, we're actually going to cover the AL Central today. We, we actually there's a couple headlines we have to discuss in the AL Central. The the Twins are like playing Oop. some reasonable baseball. Yeah, the WHO Megal. Um, they are sixty and fifty five. Um, got like a five game lead over the Guardians, and then there's other teams in that um, division. We have to we have to discuss the Guardians and White Sox. Uh, fist fight that happened yeah. a few nights ago and Tim Anderson got his shit rocked. Um, that was, that was electric. <laughs> you got to feel bad for Tim Anderson because you know, he, he just caught an absolute just wild haymaker. I mean, yeah. Ramirez throws that like a hundred more times. He doesn't come anywhere close to, to connecting. Um, but like he was trying, he had to get helped off the field by his teammates. Like he was like stumbling and shit. It was, it was yeah. wild to see. Um, but can we talk about the Tim Andersons out there talking shit as he's hit one home run this entire year? Yeah, he's been terrible. Um, he's, he's been he's slashing, really bad. He's slashing 242 average on base percentage of 285 and OPS of 575. That's uh, that's not great, guys. That's really not not good stuff at all. No. Um, For those so, of you that don't know much about baseball, that's, that's not that's good not stuff. Good. <laughs> he's also, you know, he's from Tuscaloosa, right? I did not mm. know that, but he's apparently no, from I Tuscaloosa, didn't. Alabama. Yeah, fun fact. That's, that's actually kind of wild. For not him. representing very well, apparently. No, he's not. Um, speaking of the division leader twins, you got Joey Gallo, who's got more strikeouts than hits this year, has a lifetime batting yeah. average under the Mendoza line. Um, the Rangers fans coped, thought he was going to be the next Barry Bonds. That might be some of the worst takes out of Texas Are, that I've ever seen. Is any If anyone that watched Joey Gallo last year, you're not surprised by this. This is exactly no. what he did last year, too. Yeah. Yankees fans are like, we fucking told you he's ass. Yeah. So um, yeah. Also, shout out, shout out the Royals. Uh, Royals had a little seven-game win streak. Uh, they were cooking. Ago, so, uh, sh- shout out them. They're they're playing better. They've uh, distanced themselves from that other team in the AOS that we don't have to mention. Yeah. Um, they, they have seven and three. Open, seven yeah. and three in the last ten. When you're and like, they picked up another win tonight over the Red Sox. So, yep, yep. They are sixteen and forty-two away from Kansas City. I mean, they, they are just they are just fucking abysmal. It's tough. Uh, moving into the AL West, the Rangers have been playing some excellent fucking baseball, baby. Winners of their last seven, um, seven and zero since the trade deadline. On the other side of things, the Angels, after not dealing Otani or Trout, are zero and seven since the trade deadline. Um, yeah, so that gamble did not work out for the Angels. Shocking. Astros are two and a half back. Um, Mariners are six and a half back. Angels are fifty six and fifty eight now under five hundred. They're two and eight in their last ten. Um, and the A's are actually four and six in the last ten. Watch out! <laughs> Watch out, guys! Um, yeah, so the the Angels, baseball, the Angels, well. Angels are in last place. Is what I'm hearing. Based on we only base standings on the last ten, and therefore the uh, the Angels are in last place. So shout out to yep. uh, Also shout out to the Athletics that have a better record away than home. Just want to want to throw that have out you, there. Have you seen where they? Play? No, it, no, it's it's wild. It's actually wild. It, it's like other fans will show up wearing like A's gear when the A's are like playing away from because they want to support the A's. Yeah. So it's like you, they literally have better home field advantage. I look, you don't think the A's have the worst stadium. Do you think the Trop it's, is worse? 
Dude, the Blue Jays one is horrid. The Rogers Center? It's terrible. It's so you ugly. With your random ass, just like sports. Style. I know we run a sports podcast, but if you held a fucking gun to my head, I would never have gotten that. Dude, Robbie, yeah, Robbie I, in the arena names is kind of nuts. But yes, the Ro- the Rogers one is disgusting. It's so ugly. Sorry, right, continue. Well, this is why you lost trivia, stupid. <laughs> I Where's got Libby? rolled. Go and watch actually. those. I actually got rolled. We need to do that again. Oh, I mean, if we play in this link, advance, that's link, what we could have done right on here. Thursday, Connor. Click, click the link. It's right here. <laughs> it doesn't work on that. It's not how, sorry, what, Robbie? Uh, if we play in this advance, we could have done it on Thursday. Could have could have rolled out true. another trivia challenge. This is true. Keep going, Ryan. With MLB. Uh Back over to the National League, uh, we had the league-leading Braves with the Orioles. Like I said, the Orioles are like a game or two back of the Braves, so the Braves have not, not played super well in the last like yeah. ten games. Um, they're seventy-one and forty. Um, still, you know, Damn. have a pretty pretty good stranglehold on the NLE, so there's no there's no issues there. Phillies have actually played some decent ball. They're sixty-two and fifty-one, ten back. Marlins are there. Uh, the the Mets fucking suck. The, the Mets the Mets are tanking question marks by having the highest <laughs> payroll in the MLB at the beginning of the season. I think they're another team that's like zero and seven since the trade deadline. I mean, they 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 don't know what to do with themselves. It's actually hysterical. Um, it's so funny. Um, then the Nationals are actually only two games back in the Mets, and the Nationals also have no idea what's going on. But they're Ew. six and four in their last ten. The Mets are two games ahead of the Nationals. Yeah, that's that's correct. <laughs> It's not. It's, a, it's, it's, not a, it's a bad time to be a Mets fan, yes. dude. The Mets fans were huffing copium like at the beginning of the season. They really thought a World Series like run was possible. This is also coming off a year where they choked the NL East and absolutely should have won the division last year and completely folded down the stretch. And then you do this, dude. Seeing seeing some of the memes when the Braves were coming back in that division, like after every game that the Mets would lose, the Braves would win. They're like the team, like tweeting out the results. It killed me. Well, cause there's that one New York guy, like, you know, he's just like a daily talk show host, for like a local New York station. He's like, there is no way the Mets don't win the NL East this year. It's over. <laughs> this is like halfway through the season. And like Braves fans just played that on repeat all year. And then as soon as they came back, oh, beautiful stuff. Just beautiful stuff. Little Mets. Little Mets. Uh, moving on to the NL Central, my adopted team is uh, fucking sucking. Um, they have been passed by the Cubs, so the Brewers are actually in, in sole possession in the NL Central, followed by the Cubs at two games back. The Reds are two and a half games back after going three and seven in the last ten. The Pirates are making a, a late run for it. They're, you know, they're six and four in their last ten. I just wanted to ask real quick. Um, Dad and I were talking about this. Obviously, there's no – because you mentioned Cincinnati. Uh, there's no basketball team in Cincinnati. So do Cincinnati people cheer, cheer for the Pacers or the Cavaliers? No one gives a shit about basketball here. You cheer, you cheer for a Cincinnati, you. like University of Cincinnati basketball. No. Yeah, that's you, no, you cheer for Xavier. Oh. oh sorry. Sorry. That's they care about March Madness, but like that's 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 a fair about point. It. But uh, yeah. apologies, I just, I just was interested. Um, if, I mean, if you ever find yourself in Indiana, you want to go to Banker's Life Fieldhouse up there in Indy. I, I would check that out. It's a great stadium. I won't. <laughs> uh, last place is the Cardinals in the NL Central. <laughs> Real quick, out west, uh, Dodgers mm-hmm. holding a four game lead, sixty five and forty six. Payrolls doing them doing them some justice. Uh, Giants are four back of them. Diamondbacks are. Just at five hundred nine games back, and then the uh, the Padres and the Rockies are there playing baseball. Good for them. Indeed. Yep, good for them. 
Yeah, good for them. Ryan, thank you very much for uh, for doing the MLB standings for us. We are going to move into uh, some NBA news. We we have a few NBA headlines real quick. I must have missed this one early in the season because I didn't know this was actually happening. Um, I, I may be stu- stupid, but James Harden you wants are. to fill – Philadelphia 76ers to trade him to the Los Angeles Clippers, and it appears all sides remain focused on getting that done. Philadelphia is expected to re-engage LA on a hardened trade later this offseason as it wants to honor the 10-time NBA All-Stars trade request. So so the, the Clippers are going to have Russ, J- James Harden, Paul George, and, and Kawhi Leonard. Would have been great four years ago. Right? That's what it has. It's like, let's find the most washed up dudes we can. <laughs> Come on. I, I don't know if they're wa- Russ Kawhi. is washed, but the, the other three aren't. Kawhi and Paul really George are washed. Harden's a little washed. Harden's, Harden's, Harden's a little washed. Actually, no, I wouldn't even say that. They changed the rules so Harden can't be good anymore. Correct. That, yeah. That's what happened, actually. But uh, he had one playoff series or one playoff game last year where he went. He had like six, seven threes in a row. He, he yeah. was nuts ben Simmons game. might have had a good playoff game at some point, too. That doesn't mean he's a good player. Ben Connor. Simmons has never had a good playoff game in his life. Not so even in high school. Stats. I, bet, I bet he had one game where he scored 10 points. But he <laughs> yeah, I bet he's had a double-double somewhere. He might have had a triple-double somewhere. But, I mean, as much as we joke, obviously, the Clippers, um, it, it seems like they do not want to trade uh, Kawhi or Paul George. And it seems like um, Philadelphia is entertaining this. So, I mean, the fact that, as much as we joke that they're a little bit washed, Westbrook, Harden, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard? This kind of reminds me, me of the Thunder team not too long ago that had, like, Chris Paul and uh, yeah. Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, but Carmelo, yeah. everyone knew Carmelo was washed at that point, though. I know, like, but Carmelo. it just reminds me. Damn, 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 this team. He was a fucking stacked. Yeah, but just if this if this team was five years ago, this team would be fucking stacked. But yeah, instead, I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> it's good. But like, you know, I don't know. But yeah, um, you really had NBA headlines, and you didn't mention the Tower out west getting paid for like. Where we did, we even discussed and, it in the group chat. Oh my lord! I'm so for sorry. Playing you are forty correct. games and gets hundred eighty-six million dollars. That's crazy. So, um, Anthony Davis, uh, the power forward slash center for the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, has signed the biggest extension of all time: three-year, one hundred eighty-six million dollar max extension, tying him to the franchise through twenty twenty-eight for a total of two hundred and seventy million dollars plus. Rich Paul stays robbing NBA teams. That dude is on another level when it comes to negotiation. Uh, richest annual extension in NBA history at sixty-two million dollars. Um, and Robbie made the joke this. MF gonna make three point seven two million dollars per game played over those three years. <laughs> it's it's valid. Fuck yeah. <laughs> also, um, I want to say I'm Rich sure. Paul's company, Clutch Sports, spelled with a K, makes yeah. me want to punch that dude in the fucking mouth. Bro, what a douchebag name of a company. He he fleeces NBA teams. It's I, insane. I, apparently, he just like is sleeping with each NBA owner's wife or something. So, just like, just, like blackmail the fuck out of him. So keep, keep this in mind as we're talking about Anthony Davis. Over the last three seasons, Anthony Davis has played a total of 132 games out of a possible 246 games. Um, that puts him at 53% of the games played over the last three years. So like, Ryan, imagine we show up to work um, only halfway through Wednesday and then leave. I do. And still make a full sack. <laughs> that one. But yeah, this, this man getting played to sit on the bench and do nothing. And you know, good for him. 
You just I mean, ruined one of the names for my next segment, damn it. <laughs> what 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 I love is reading the ESPN article that's like reporting this contract extension, then goes through the absolute meat writing stats. I mean, just the abs the cherry pick. Say like, oh man, what a, what a fucking contract extension. Like this one during the 2023 playoffs, Davis became the third Lakers player with 50 blocks in a single postseason, only behind Kareem and Shaquille O'Neal. And then literally says some elite company. I'm like, get the cock out of your mouth. Like, the dude's going to play 50 games over the next three years. Did you know that Anthony Davis is the only player with uh, more than 50 blocks, more than 30 steals, and more than 50 points on Tuesdays during the month of March? It's fucking no, crazy. The only other player to do that is Bill Russell. So put some fucking respect on his name. How about that? No, it was the fucking Martians against MJ. I mean, they were absolutely <laughs> cooking. Like, Jesus Christ. I love those ESPN stats. They're like, LeBron James is the best player on Wednesdays ever. It's like... Who fucking cares? It's like Connor wrote it for Christ. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Unnecessary. Uh, wait, ESPN stats are are kind of wild. Um, oh. So unfortunately, Robbie has ruined one of the names on my next segment because the next segment I'm gonna play a little game with these gentlemen. Um, it's gonna be an over under game, and it's gonna be games played. Anthony Davis was on that list, but uh, well, I'm gonna be um, I believe it. I believe it was at fifty-one. Oh, good. He's, he hasn't played fifty games since he's on the Lakers. Give me the under. <laughs> Free money, I guess. <laughs> it's a fucking lock. <laughs> Here's one that, that's kind of interesting. Um, so I'll give you. I'll give you the name, and then I'll give you how many games they played the last three seasons, and kind of where where I, I think the the lines. No, don't give us the don't give us the games. We just have to guess. Okay, so I'm just gonna give you the. Do you want me to give you the line or like what? Yeah, do you, what we, do you yeah, give us the line. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be Nikola Jokic. And I'm going to give you the line is 71 games. I feel like he hits the over. He he seems like he you know he plays a lot. He's just kind of bulletproof. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like. Well, so we both got the over there. Yep. Yeah, I'd say I'll, so. I'll, in the last three seasons, last season he played 69 games. The season before that he played 74. And the season before that he played 72 games. So he he does indeed play a lot of basketball right around there. He, he says, he fuck the load management type shit. It's, it's as, as long as they bring his horses over from Serbia so he can have his horses <laughs> in Denver, he'll probably be all right. Do you remember, who was the guy that he got into an altercation with that his brothers like pulled up on? And they were like, they're all like six. Yeah. The Serbian dudes pulled up on him. I was like, oh, no. Dude, and, and, and the Heat were trying to fight them, too. Here's the next name for you. I've got kind of an interesting one. Kawhi Leonard. And I've got him at 54. Under because Kawhi is like the king of load management. Like Kawhi Leonard <laughs> invented the term load management. I don't think you're wrong in there. Um, uh, last, that's, that's tough. You talk, that's wh tough. Where are you at, Ryan? Over, over under 54. That's a good line. I mean, it's just a really, really good line. Mm. So, to be different from, from Rob, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm gonna, is game started or game's played? This is game's played. I, I give him the, I, I give him the over. Okay. Give him the um, to let you know, in the last three seasons, uh, last three seasons that he's played, last season he played 52 games. The one before that he did not play because his ACL was injured. The before that was also 52, and then the one before that was 57. So he's right in the 50-50 range, but as Robbie said, he did kind of invent the zero load management. They literally made up rules because Kawhi was load managing the shit out of the Spurs, so... That was so weird. The yeah, last year with the Spurs was like, what the hell is going on? All right. Um, Le Sugar Plum, LeBron James. Uh, here is his line. His line is set at 52. 
I feel like if I'm going to say Kawhi is not hitting that number, I don't. I kind of don't think LeBron <laughs> does either. <laughs> he's, uh, LeBron's he's old man. LeBron needs that load management. He's gonna yeah. he's gonna have some injuries because I I think that's just like the point he's at in his career. So mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna say under as well. Under. I was actually looking back on his stats. The 2017 2018 uh, his last season in Cleveland, he started and played every every single, single game. game. And Which that was when he was like nuts. at his absolute best too. Like yeah. he, he yeah. that's when he was nuts. Averaging was 37 nuts. minutes a game. It's crazy. That's shooting 54% from the field. I mean, I know I, I know I sound like Connor, but like God, yeah, I was about to say meat rider much. Give him all the MVPs. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild, um, bro. But in the last, uh, so to, to give you a reference, in the last three seasons, LeBron played 55 games. He's apparently he was listed as a power forward last season, which I did not know. Uh, he played 55 games last season, 56 the moment before that, and then uh, 45 the moment before that. Apparently, in the last, LeBron James has been listed apparently last season as a power forward, and before that, a center, and then before that, a point guard. <laughs> he just played all, a center. Well. When was LeBron ever Very a well. center? That's an interesting one. When um, AD was on the fucking bench. Shocking. Every game. <laughs> uh, and then the last one that I'm going to give you here is Damian Lillard here. Um, his line is going to be 62. Does he get traded or not? Are you asking me or are you like thinking out loud? Because in my mind, if he doesn't get traded under, because he doesn't want to fucking play for the Trailblazers anymore. He wants to get traded. If he gets traded to the Heat, I think he hits that. Mm. Ryan, what do you think? That's a. I, it's the same question. I have no idea, really. That's kind of wild. Before the previous two seasons, where he kind of checked out, I would have said easy hit. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But so, in the, yeah, I don't know. In the last three seasons, Damian Lillard has played fifty-eight games. Last season, he played twenty-nine. The season before that, and he played 67. The one before that, I do remember him being injured for that that one season. That he played 29, but he he plays he plays relatively consistently. That's 60, um, 62 games played. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll I'll go over, but it's like super close in my mind. Yeah. So I mean, just just looking at all that stuff, so, some of those guys are obviously you know obviously guys like Anthony Davis kind of struggle just injury wise, but I mean testament to Nikola Jokic, who's been the best player in the world for and, past few years and playing right. that. If much. you're not a we have a big NBA fan. Keep in mind, the NBA season is 82 games. So, like, most of these guys are, you know, looking at playing, you know, less than three quarters of the games. Yeah. And by the way, again, looking back at past stats, Dame drafted in 2012, played th- played and started three straight seasons of regular season games. From 2012 to 2015, the man did not miss a start. Yeah. That's wild. Which is nuts. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Yep. Heavens. Absolutely. Uh, so we're going to do one more NBA thing. It's another little game here that I think you guys might enjoy a little bit. Just to prompt a little prompt a little bit of discussion. Uh, going into this next year, I'm going to give you guys a team. And then from a grade of A to F, you're going to tell me how you think they're going to perform overall this year. Um, you can compare it to last year. You can do whatever, whatever you want to do. But basically just think how you're going to. Think how they're going to do on a scale of A to F. Um, so here we go with the first team. We're going to go to the Sacramento Kings. B. Mm. I, th- I think they're going to be mm. solid again. I think they're going to be middle middle of the pack in the West. Uh-huh. But I th- I would be really surprised to see them finish top four in the West again. Yep. That is right where I'm at as well. 
All right, we're going to go to the Eastern Conference here. We're going to go to the Boston Celtics. You're, you're, you have red hair, so you get to say this one first. True. This is true. Um, obviously, gained KP. Lost Smart. It'll be it's going to be a little bit different of a team because they lost they lost their heart and soul. Um, can Porzingis stay healthy? Um, we obviously know what we're going to get out of Tatum and Brown. Like A minus, and I feel like they've been A minus mm. for like the last four years. Agreed, I feel yeah. like that's and just where they where they sit. I would not be surprised to see another season where they start really slow. Everyone's like, oh, they got to blow it up. This team isn't going to get it done. And then they figure it out about 30 games in. I would oh, yeah. not be surprised. I feel like that's happened a couple of times. I, I could see that happening again. I, I would agree with an A minus. That's what I had on my mind as well. Uh, we're going to go to the another team out of the Eastern Conference, the New York Knicks. Oh. D. Imagine being, imagine being oh. a Knicks fan. You said that already in another podcast. <laughs> I think he says that every every time we mention the Knicks, Ryan's like, imagine being a Knicks fan. (laughs) As a Mavs fan. Robbie, please elaborate on on your D gradings there. Who who gets you excited about the Knicks? Like, do you show up to the arena every night and get Julius Randle? Julius Randle, it was just like Zion before Zion existed in terms of being a little bit too big to play the position that he does, but he's also like about five times less athletic than Zion. Um, Damn. Uh, yeah. I, am I wrong? No, no I mean, you're, a, a lot of people <laughs> think that the, the Knicks are going to take a pretty massive step back this year, which is a little strange to me, given that I think they're returning most of the same team between Brunson and, and Randall and those guys, but I don't know. And no, no offense to Jalen Brunson, because like, I think he's become a very good NBA player. But like, when your go-to score is Jalen Brunson... Like Come I, think, on, I think there's something wrong. I'm just I'm just being honest. I, I no disrespect to Jalen Brunson. He's a great NBA player, but like I, I think D is rather harsh. Um I don't know if that was a meme or not, but like a little bit, yeah. They're they're like C plus. I mean, I I'm not really excited about them. Mm-hmm. Like Rob said. I, I don't think they're not winning a chip and they're not winning a championship with this roster. It's just yeah. not happening. I don't, I don't think they're getting in the first round with this roster. I mean, they beat the Cavs, which I was kind of surprised at. Everyone was surprised mm-hmm. to see the Cavs even like yeah. in the playoffs. Um, don't forget that Donovan Mitchell was supposed to go to the Knicks. That's really where they thought he was going to get oh, traded. Yeah. Right. Um, yep. And he did not end up in New York. So I got one, or I, I got two more that are, that are kind of interesting. Um, give, me, give me a grade for the Golden State Warriors. B. I was going to say B minus. Mm. So an 83. <laughs> Talk about right it. Right in that range. Um, Chris Paul. The, you know, I just I don't hate the guy. <laughs> I will say, I think I think him being a sixth man is a better role for him now. Oh, I yeah. think he'll be a positive contributor to the team. I, I mean, it's going to be the Steph Curry show, man. Like You just have to hope that yeah. Steph is like on his shit and just like balling out, which he will be. I'm sure he will be. But like, he feels in the best shape of his life. That's scary as hell. Horrifying. Yeah. But I, I just I don't I don't think they have enough talent around their core to get it done. Uh, I appreciate Dr- Draymond. Draymond gets another year older. Clay loses another step. I mean, Steph is so bad know, for Clay. I did too. Like if if Clay just hadn't blown out his knees, like I think they I think you're looking at a considerably better team. But yeah, agreed. Because, because like when he blew out his knees, it wasn't just his. Because it used to be like a, an elite defender, and it wasn't. But that guy kind of got taken away. But I think his yeah. like his the mechanics of his jump shot changed. Yeah, because he I, wasn't. I he's not been as good of a shooter. 
he lost his legs in his jump shot too. That's yeah. a big part of being a great shooter is using your legs to get that kind of upward trajectory mm-hmm. and get that ball going. And yeah. he just lost that too. I, this is a take. I don't even think it's necessarily hot. I think the Warriors might have another championship if Clay doesn't blow out his knee. Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree 100%. Like, like, like he's such an integral part to that team. Like, at times, bigger than Steph, honestly. Yeah. Like he, he just can do, he can do everything on both ends of the court when he was in his prime. Yep. It's crazy that we're talking about it. This team that literally won the NBA championship two yeah. years ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they, it's basically the same team that just won it like the year before. And but but to Ryan's point, I mean, Clay Thompson is six seven and was a, an elite defender, like probably top five defenders in the NBA at one point. But he's just and he could guard most positions, probably one through four, probably not the center position, but that's probably the only one. But yeah, once he blew it his knee, he just lost that ability. He's just not as quick anymore. It just sucks. But yeah. I agree with you, Ryan. I think they'd have another one. Uh, here's the last one. Obviously, a little bit of uh, hometown influence here. Tell me about the Dallas Mavericks. You're not going to throw my hometown team in there? It's kind of fucking disrespectful, but all right. Yeah, but I don't like you. Brandon Miller, baby. Oh, yeah. Woo! <laughs> hey, he started playing better. He started. Anyways, um, B+. Plus. Okay, that's better than last season. Because <laughs> I, so. I, I just don't see how they do what they did last season. I, I like agree. there's no reason for that. But like, I think about like the three teams in the West that we've talked about, right? We talked about the Kings, the mm-hmm. Warriors, and the Mavs. And I would rank them in the order Mavs, Kings, Warriors. Oh, okay. Which is so fucking disrespectful <laughs> to the Warriors. I'm probably going to get burned for that. But like yeah. just in terms of the talent on the team, that's how I would rank them. Yeah. But I don't think any of them are still good enough to win a championship, which is why they're still in that B tier. I agree. Agreed. Yeah. I, I agree with everything you said. I, I will believe it when I see it. I, we have a generational player in Luka. I mean, obviously, Kyrie is the biggest signing free and free agent, or whatever, the biggest signing that the Mavs have gotten since... Rajon Rondo? Okay, dude. You want, come on now. So so let's say, let's say the Mavs get to the trade deadline. And let's say they're sitting at like a four or five seed in the West, right? They're in the playoff okay. hunt. They're looking good, but they need that one last piece mm. to get them to be a championship contender. Who do they trade for? What do they need? Capella? You need you need rim protection. You need like a we Tyson Chandler esque. As much as we joked about Clint Capella last week, that would be a good pickup for the Mavs. Um, like, like DeAndre Jordan is now pick-up. available, and I know Mark Cuban really so wanted him old. like ten years ago. So, so watched. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like as much as we joked about it last week because it was like the only NBA headline um, Clint Capella would would legitimately be a good signing for the Dallas Mavericks not that he's like what he was in, in his Houston days but he's still a good solid solid paint rim protector and yeah. good rebounder maybe, and that's maybe what the like Mavericks another, maybe like, like another 3 and D too yeah well, yeah. after it was in Dorian yep. yeah Some, and Reggie god yeah <laughs> Um, so we're going to move on from the NBA there. Thank you. Thank I give the Charlotte Hornets a grade for we move on. Yes. F. All right. Continue. <laughs> uh, also, uh, the Atlanta Hawks are uh, reportedly the strongest suitor for Pascal Siakam um, offering a package that includes DeAndre Hunter. Okay. AJ Griffin. Uh huh. And picks. Yeah. Okay. Like three. First I love the old picks. <laughs> No, picks is going to be good in a couple years. I think that's a bad <laughs> trade for the Hawks. <laughs> Reported by Shams, and they're like, "Damn, that shit better be a I mean, fucked out of picks." That's that's yeah. kind of a nasty little core there. Like, if Trey Young can figure his shit out, he got him, Dejounte Murray, and 
Pascal yeah, Siakam? Like, as you said, though, if Trey Young can figure it out, because last year was not good. Yeah. Um, airline keeps getting worse, too. Damn. It's kind of like I don't, you. We can't talk, bro. <laughs> damn. <laughs> uh, but, but moving on from the NBA, we're going to throw it down to Robbie, our Women's World Cup Woo! expert, analyst, professor. I, I um, appreciate that I'm the expert, and I, I'm going to be just completely transparent here. I've not watched a single game. Of the what women. the hell, dude? They're all what three the hell, in the morning. Are you sexist? They're all. Are you sexist? No, no. I would watch it if it wasn't at fucking <laughs> three in the morning, man. I'm not saying I don't. I'm not saying up to watch any soccer at three in the morning. I'm sorry. Oh uh, boy, yeah. Let me let me give you a little update here. I, uh, obviously, the U.S. women's team is no longer in contention. Yeah, lost lost wow. to Sweden by about a millimeter on penalties. I this mean, true. Really had no reason to lose that penalty shootout. They were in control and just mm-hmm. fell apart. Um, but we are into the quarterfinals now. I'm going to read you some of the quarterfinal matchups here. We have Spain and the Netherlands. Um, the Netherlands did win the uh, group over the United States. Um, they've looked really good. They beat South Africa 2-0. So really solid team there. We got Japan and Sweden, which I think running into Japan in the next round probably would have been the end of the United States anyways with the way they're playing. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to be a really, really good game. Um, we have England and Colombia, and just absolute heartbreak for Nigeria uh, against England. Lost four two in penalties. Would have been another like African Cinderella story. I'm um, in the World Cup that we haven't gotten to see a lot of, so that's a little bit disappointing. Um, one of the host countries, Australia, moving on to the quarterfinals. They're going to play France, who uh, destroyed Morocco. Um, so that's your very very quick Women's World Cup update. I don't have a lot of insight outside of that. I'm going to be completely honest, but it is okay. Um, Sad, sad to see the sad to see the U.S. team bow out so early, but they know they can't win everyone. They're all in the last two. You can't it's, win every World Cup. So. They didn't look like they cared. Like uh, in terms yeah, of like I, I the highlights, it's, yeah. it's kind of like a changing of the guard, right? I think a lot of the the team that has been the core has started to age out. Some obviously you still see like Alex Morgan, uh, Rapino are still out there, but Rapino just I think retired. But you no, know, she's still playing. Oh, I thought she retired. From... No, she she absolutely botched a PK. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think I think the older generation is phasing out, and I don't think the younger generation quite has it put together yet. So yeah, you have to see what the women's team does moving forward. I would have to agree with that. That's just oh. a great take. Uh, we are going to move into our last segment. It is a draft. Uh, re- real oh. quick, real quick. We didn't. Do, I know we weren't going to do our hot takes and stuff. This. Oh, this I have. I have week. one good one too. But I I have one. Okay. Who's, this 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 comes from I'll an actual one. current. <laughs> NFL receiver, and he was asked. I to guess who it is? Yes. Who, who, who no, is I want you to say the quote. And I'm going to guess who it is. Oh, it's not a quote. He was asked to rank his top five um, NFL receivers of all time. Okay, give me the list. Are you ready? Oh, yep. Number one, Megatron, Calvin Johnson. Agree. Solid pick. Number two, Randy Moss. Yeah. yeah. Little three, Jerry Rice. A little shocking seeing him at three. Um, sure. But he's at, the top least, at least he's on the list. Yeah, he needs he's to be on the list. Line. Number four, Julio Jones, which I actually really like that pick. I think a lot of people, old heads, like sleep this, on This guy Julio. loves some just tall ass, big wide receivers. Big like dude. he's just that. Mike Evans? Mike Evans? Yeah, five? Mike Evans is at five. We know. <laughs> Number five. Michael Crabtree. Dude, don't don't sleep on Crabtree though. <laughs> Wasn't he huge too? Did, did Michael Crabtree make this list? They said current NFL wide receivers no. are no. Yeah. 
It, was it Mike Evans? It was George Pickens. <laughs> that goes hard. That, that goes hard. I, I respect. <laughs> I respect the hell out of that. Oh, he wasn't that tall. I thought Crabtree was tall. He was six one. Because all, he's all the like, memes after that were <laughs> so funny. It's like the fuck Crabtree doing on this list. You gotta think Pickens is like our like generation, our age, right? It's like he saw that Michael Crabtree. I just give me a second. Please. Michael Please. Michael Crabtree Texas game where he just like dominated that game and won in Lubbock. So oh, he's yeah. a little biased, and I can respect that. Would you uh, Would you like to hear some of Michael Crabtree's um, career stats? In the NFL, yeah, no. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin his legacy that is in my yeah, mind. Him being right. a great wide receiver. Yeah. Fair enough. He um, played for four so teams. I have a I have a hot take directly from our YouTube comments section. Oh, uh, one, of our, one of our fans. Shout out, shout out, Brian Saint Dot Martin seven one three four. Thanks for interacting with our post. You're going to make it on the podcast this week. This is a, this is a wild take. Y'all y'all gonna have to buckle in. This is a whole paragraph, and it it really jumps yeah. to some places I wasn't expecting. Um, let me, let me post sports it. isn't sports like WWE and such. It is entertainment. It was changed during JFK's term. It is an entertainment franchise. They split the proceeds. The fans take a beating, develop animosity among each other, and help further divide the public as a whole because we can't be beaten if we stand together. What? This is directly from our YouTube comment section. I don't. I, the JFK callback was. That's what <laughs> threw me for a loop. That's, that's like JFK's in our comment. What is happening? Like, I think um, I think what he's pointing out is I think uh, yeah during JFK's term is when they like during presidency is when they like made pro sports identify themselves as entertainment. I don't yeah. really know what they were before that because they're clearly entertainment. But right. yeah, it was just pretty wild, wild. right? And as like I mean. I, I get, I get what he's saying. But like we're taking this yeah. a step too far. Like <laughs> yeah, we're just, I understand. Of course, it's fucking entertainment. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's on the television, and you watch it to like make your day go by faster. Like yeah. it's not not really saying anything important here. But I did like that. It's they're using it to divide us, and that's the problem with this country is pro sports guys. Keep that in mind. I guess, man. If it I mean, wasn't for well. pro sports, we'd all stand in a circle holding hands and singing kumbayas all the time. But here we are hating each other all the time. Well, gotta love it. Uh, I, I found one for you gentlemen right right here because uh, you guys you guys brought something to the table. I'll bring one. This guy says Sean Payton will quit after one season in Denver. Is Russ cooking? No. Then, then yeah, <laughs> then I'm on board. <laughs> you know that guy might you know have an inkling of what he's talking about. I'd buy it. All right, here's here's a timeline for you. Here's a timeline for you. Oh, okay. Um, Broncos start off the season really bad. Russ, Russ is just Russ not, is not cooking. cooking. Russ is burning the lasagna. <laughs> uh, um, and Sean Payton goes out and recruits a quarterback who recently retired, who happens to be the greatest quarterback of all time to ever step foot on a football field. And he brings Tom Brady. Tony Romo. To oh. <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, right. Sorry. Um, and he brings Tom Brady to the Denver Broncos. Okay. This has never happened. I'm just, I'm just thinking okay. this is like where Peyton Manning ended his career. You know, uh, Tom Brady's like, well, fuck, I can't have Peyton going to the Broncos and winning a Super Bowl when I didn't do it. Like, I can't have yeah. that. Fucking bullshit. I took it personally. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there, there you go. That's that's my uh, my timeline. So, that could happen yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. The Broncos are probably like one and four, maybe two and three. And then they go into their week six Thursday night football matchup. And who walks out to face Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs? <laughs> Tom fucking Brady. That would be nuts. 
Roger Goodell is like at home right now, just jizzing everywhere. Like he's just like just everywhere. We should be the new script writers for the NFL. Yeah, we should actually. We're like, oh, they'll Ro- never buy it. Wait, <laughs> it's Tom. Um, and then one more right here, which I think is just kind of funny. Stetson Bennett will win Rookie of the Year. Okay, 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 Georgia fan. Where, where's, the, where's the location on that one? Athens, Georgia? All right, all right, that's a hotel room? Like, come on. Let's... That's, uh, that's Kirby smart. One <laughs> of his burner accounts. Somehow Kevin Durant has another burner account. It's just, it's crazy. Who knew, who knew, uh, Stetson, who knew uh, Katie was a Stetson Bennett uh, fan? That's crazy. Uh, Katie but... bought Twitter blue for all eight of his burners. <laughs> uh, no, but this guy's a Packers fan, interestingly enough, so. No, he's not. He's just not. That is bait. <laughs> um, so moving on past that segment, we're going to get into our last segment of the day. It's going to be a draft. Robbie proposed this idea. We're going to do a mobile uh, games draft, meaning games that you play on your phone. Um, obviously, throughout the years, there have been quite a number of, of fun and popular games at some point. So I'm going to ask you, Robbie, are we going to do three picks deep? Or are we going to do five picks deep? What did you want to do here? I'll leave that up to you guys. Uh, do we think we can go five deep? Probably. I, I kind of thought so as well. Can. All right. If you think you can, then I will try to extend my list. Um, who would like to – or, Robbie, would you like to spin a wheel? Uh, in order yeah, to yeah I just room? did. Uh, it'll go myself, then Connor. And then Ryan. I, I love having the first pick here. Um, I'm going to go to the, the most, most classic like smartphone mobile game of all time. I think it's still fairly popular. Probably not as much as it once was. Um, but we're, we're going to start this draft out with Clash of Clans. Mm. That's, I think that's what, just a great pick. I, I think mm. when you think of mobile games, like that's the one that comes to mind. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, uh, I like that pick. I appreciate that pick. Um, and to pay homage to that pick if you will something that's uh, a little a little casual on the casual side of clash cans we're gonna go to clash royale they can't go too I, I just that just can't go too i i would agree with that that's way too early that's a sell and then with my first pick i'm going pokemon go yeah that's yeah. yep that was yeah. that was the next one i would have i would have well, picked that, as that well that is in fact the pick clash royale has had more longevity than pokemon go has not really yes really who do you see on a day-to-day basis playing Pokemon Go anymore? Literally every fucking day, dude. Literally every Ooh, day. Like, that's not you do? Yes. Yeah, but you're a nerd. And because it's actually like a really good mobile game, a really good version of this, and so many kids have this, I think this is just really big. I'm going to go with Minecraft. That's a good pick. I, I think it inherently loses some of it playing on mobile. Like I know like you could play it and stuff. It's not quite the same as playing it you know. otherwise right. how you normally play Minecraft, but I think that's a good pick. Oh no! Uh, for oh, for my net, yeah, you guys don't know about this pick. You you don't know nothing about this pick. I, this is a game that I discovered a few years ago that I introduced a couple of my college roommates to, who became obsessed with this mobile game because you don't have to have internet to play it, which is a big factor in this game. It's Fair. a little game called Retro Bowl. It's a football game on your iPhone, and you literally play. It's it's like not madden but it's like good it's like little arcade football characters and you're playing like a football it's so you don't know you don't know about retro you don't know about retro bowl no actively you don't know about retro bowl you don't know about retro bowl with my next pick i'm gonna take another just classic classic mobile game 
Um, you can also play it at Top Golf now, and it's probably my favorite game to play at Top Golf yeah. these days. Uh, that's gonna be Angry Birds. Angry oh. Birds went unreasonably hard back in the day. I might re-download it now just to play some. Um, but I'm gonna go with Angry Birds. And my next one, I'm between two. I think I'm gonna take. Hmm, gotta decide here. I think I'm gonna take one that I love playing. Uh, you know, back when I first got first That's got an important. iPhone. Um, it's a really you know classic game. It's super simple. You know, not super difficult, but I mean, it's it's a classic. That's gonna be Temple Run. That's mm-hmm. great. That's, That's great. A good one. That's a good yeah. one. Let it be known that Retrobull has more reviews and higher reviews than Minecraft does. So suck my nads. Don't care and didn't ask. Keep keep throwing. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so the third pick on my I, I have a few classics on my list. Uh, I'm gonna go to one that's just kind of mindless. One that uh, I see frequently on TikTok when we overlay gameplay and like podcasts. I'm gonna go to Subway Surfers. It's on, a great on game. My- <laughs> Subway yeah. Surfers unreasonably fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, Ryan, what do you got here? I, I think one that's just been that's just been slept on a little mm. too too long. I, I not slept on is not the right word. We technology has just moved past it. It sure. was a game that was at its peak. Um, so many p- different people played it, and that's going to be Doodle Jump. Yeah, I had it on my yeah, list. That's a great, <laughs> yeah, that's a great pick. It's a good value retro pick there. In the, in the I mean, round. I love that. Do- Doodle Jump was more like the like beginning iPhone days. Like it was yeah. probably the biggest game, I, like iPhone five and before. I remember having mm-hmm. it on like my iPod Touch. Like that was like the right. game to play on my iPod Touch. That and probably Temple Run were probably the two. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, I couldn't let Doodle Jump uh, fall past the third round. Now this next one, I'm I'm a little bit on the fence with. I have like a personal favorite. Go, um, go I'm, I'm moving towards personal favorites now as well. I, I'm per, personal favorite for me would have to be like the words with friends games. I really enjoy like all all the the Scrabble and some of the other stuff that spun off from it. I think words with friends is actually like uses your brain. Scrabble's a great game, so it's just you know mobile version of that. Great pick, great pick. I'm between one juggernaut and one that is also kind of kind of a, a sentimental pick, and I think a lot of people I think a lot of people thought it was kind of a cool mobile game. I'm gonna go to that one, uh, one, one that might spark a little bit of memory in you. I'm gonna go to Jetpack Joyride. Damn it, that was literally gonna be my next pick. Yeah, that, that was, was great. literally going to be my next pick. Yes. That's really that's such a good game. Oh, it is fun. Jetpack Joyride was was a lot of fun. Redemption in the fourth round for Connor. Yeah, that's a great pick. Hey, my last one. Um, you know, there's one. Yeah, I think I think we're thinking the same juggernaut here, Connor. One that's super popular, um, especially among uh, moms. Moms, I'm 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 not gonna pick it. It's never been my cup of tea. Um, It's not something I played a lot. Hmm. Um, with my next pick, I'm gonna go to a more a more recent title. It's it's similar in vein to uh, Ryan's Minecraft pick. Um, you can obviously play it on different consoles. This is actually a game that does translate rather well to uh, the mobile gaming scene. It's gonna be Among Us. Among Us, yes. Among Us. It's a great game. You know, if you're all sitting around with your friends, you can throw that up on your phone. You can all play together on your phones. Um, just a good collaborative game there. And with my last pick, oh, actually, I wish I'd taken a different one. Anyways. Um, I'm going to go to a game that Ryan and I played a lot in college, especially when we were supposed to be studying or, you know, just doing any Aww. type of homework or anything. Um, that's going to be Adventure Run. 
Mm. Yeah. Any any of one. the three, just great games. Great games. There's another game I wish I would have taken now, thinking about Fun Run. It. That's yeah, that's what I meant, sir. My yeah. apologies. That, yeah, fun, fun run. That, that was that was wild. Among Us, man, I, I don't know if there's ever been a mobile game that had the meteoric rise and fall yeah. that Among Us had like a like a couple months. For sure. It was for sure. wild. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yes, fun run. Thank you for clarifying. I was like adventure run. I was like, what the fuck are you talking you know about? What, you know what I was getting at. You've been yeah. many times in Rogers sitting there playing that rather than, than you know. Someone would just across the table just hold it up. Be like, hey, well, yeah. 30 minutes later. <laughs> Um, with my fifth pick, I, I have two that I'm going to mention right here that honorable mentions just because I didn't play them a lot, but I had a lot of friends that played them a lot. One of them is Balloons Tower Defense. Uh, that's an what? honorable mention. No, no, no. I'm not, I didn't take it. That's why, damn it. <laughs> what are you getting your honorable mentions when there's still one pick to go, forehead? What is this? <laughs> I I, you, you just I got a reaction it. out of me because I thought you took it. False start. <laughs> you lose <Click>. your pick. <laughs> Clickbait. What the hell? Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, Connor. Uh, hold on, let me let me talk to the commissioner real quick and yeah, see, yeah, see yeah, about got, your pick. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep, yep, yep. He's, okay. he's the, the commissioner's office has its has its ruling. Uh, Connor loses his fifth round pick. He Mother, doesn't get pick, and he does not get to mention his last honorable mention either. Oh, harsh, harsh, Ryan. harsh, harsh, but fair. I mean, it's just listen. listen you know, the commissioner doesn't play around with jumping the gun on honorable mentions when people. I'm starting my own league. I'm starting my own league. Well, you're already throwing in this one, so you might as well make your own league and make the rules. So you can I'm going to kiss you. I'm going to kiss you on the lips. Uh, Ryan, go ahead with your last pick, my good friend. Even though I know we, we already know what it is, but go and go and lob that in there for us. I think it actually might be the only paid game that mm. we mentioned. No, Minecraft is paid. Never mind. Minecraft. Yeah, never mind. Uh, yeah, Balloon Tower Defense five and six, um, absolutely elite games in high school and in college when they came out with the new version. Um, mindless fun just just a great just a great game yep um connor doesn't get mentioned any honorable mentions so i'm gonna mention one um another game that we played a lot in college golf clash golf clash Clash is a great game um Um, favorite game to send to an x would be eight ball pool yeah oh we did we Um, didn't do any game pigeon games that's tough that's tough yeah my uh, Um, my obviously the one that we no you don't get you don't get to talk you're you're on suspension But um, obviously the one that we hinted at that we never took would be Candy Crush Saga. I don't think mm. any of us are big Candy Crush guys. No, um, can't do it. Just never, never really did it for me. Um, but yeah, that was. I think that was a great draft, uh, Connor. I can't believe Connor is suspended right now. It's crazy. Oh, another one, another miss. Maybe Can Fruit I appeal? Ninja. Oh, oh Ninja? yeah, it's a yeah, miss. That's a that's miss. A miss yeah. Probably uh, nice miss, Connor. Um, I'm <laughs> an idiot. Oh, my nads. <laughs> um. There is there's a great like Mario Kart on the phone is actually pretty yeah, fun as well. There's good. Mario Kart Tour, um, but I, I think Fruit Ninja is probably the biggest miss in terms of the nostalgia factor. Um, Agreed. These games. Do you guys remember the um, paper ball into the wastebasket game? Yes. yes. What the fuck mm-hmm. was that called? I was trying to remember that. Weren't there like multiple things you could do on that? It, that like wasn't yeah. the only thing that you could like. You could throw other that. objects that like didn't yeah, like, yeah, yeah, move yeah. as much in the wind. But, but that was like that was the same era of Doodle Jump. I mean, it was like yeah. yes. Infant iPhone type shit. My Did you guys ever st- play uh, Flick Home Run? Yes. No. That's another. It was like it's like it was like this like pitching thing, and you had to hit a home run, and like there'd be different. Oh of, like, yes. Balls. So yes. Now you yes, like yes, a fastball yes. or a sinker. It's another yeah. good one. Yeah, holy crap! I mean, um, like, trivia, flash, trivia like... crack. Oh, trivia yeah, crack shit, didn't yeah. make the, didn't make the list for us. Wow. Those are, those are probably my biggest misses there. My Some great mobile games out there. 
uh, I don't know. Do y'all ever play like Plague? Pandemic? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, yeah it's pan- the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah it's the, the same pandemic thing. Game. Yeah, those 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 games were fun. Yeah, those were fun. Plague was I think Plague was a little more simplified. And it was yeah, that was a little easier. Um, but yeah, that, that's a great draft. Uh, sorry, I sold. I uh, I'm suspended now from a draft. I, I might have to forfeit no, my next just, uh, first round pick. No, com- no, commissioner said just just this pick. You're okay. You're, you're back <laughs> yeah. for the next one. Yep. Yeah. Can I appeal uh, there, my? There's, uh, gonna, there's gonna be a fine. Um, the fine the fine's gonna be a hundred bucks to each to me and Ryan. So keep yep. that heavens. <laughs> Can I, I appeal? No, nope. uh, sure. Go. Do, you, do you want to submit your appeal now? <laughs> no, I'll I'll write it up. I'll send it to you. Uh, later. Sorry, it's denied. Um, anyways, <laughs> no. Uh, uh, we we appreciate you listening to another great episode of the Bros and the Berg podcast. Um, please go like, subscribe, follow on all social media. We're out there. Uh, Connor, even though he's throwing in drafts, is being very active in terms of posting and getting shorts together. We do appreciate that. So please yeah. go give us a like, follow, subscribe on YouTube. We're pushing to 100 subs on YouTube. We're getting close. So we'll definitely do something special for that when we do reach that mark. Sure, nuts. Um, dude, we're t- come on, man. <laughs> Come on, dude. That's only for for the Patreon. (laughs) And uh, for, for myself, Ryan, and Connor, we appreciate you listening, and please gamble responsibly. Bye.